0: Thank mm-hmm. It's 970-WAMD Aberdeen, and this is The Hartford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Hartford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. The Hartford Edge is brought to you each week by your Hartford County Public Library. Today we're excited to be speaking with Cecilia Helmstetter, director of United Way of Central Maryland's Leaders United Affinity Group, and Scott Gottbrett. Associate Vice President of Homeless Services. Good morning, Bob.
1: Good morning. And I'm not even going to complain about anything this morning.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I'm in a good mood. We, first of all, we have folks here who are making a huge difference, day in, day out, and it renews our faith in our our nonprofit community and our and our fellow men and women. So, uh, welcome to our friends from United Way. Thank you. And plus, the local press has done a fantastic job of shining some light on something very important to all of us, and we'll talk about that later, but that is the goings-on with the real anchor of the community, uh, Ripken Stadium, um, and the team, uh, folks from Tufton and the Ironbirds who contribute so much to the community year in, year out, and the public is a little more educated today, which is something that everyone... Uh, uh, should be happy with even those who may disagree because what did George Bernard, George, George Bernard Shaw say sunlight is the best disinfectant
0: yes mm. yep
1: okay so that was that was my gripe wow normally I have <laughs> Short, we do, traffic
0: warnings. Yeah. Yeah. well
1: we do we have the courtesy project like <laughs> to just help people knowing we're not perfect but Someone who opens a box of milk duds behind you in a theater, and the two that inevitably are fused to the bottom of the box, because they got soft and rehardened, and they bang the box instead of just opening up the bottom and taking them out that way. Really important things like yes, that. Yes, <laughs> All righty.
0: All right, guys. Now it's time for education and trivia. We're going to start with some attempts to stump Bob and both of you. So are you Ready. Ready. No particular theme this week. We just went with some miscellaneous things. Um, I tested this on my team, and they did pretty well on it. Um, all right, number one. The beaver is the national emblem of which country?
1: It's not Canada,
2: is it?
0: It is Canada. Wow. I'm telling you. He's well, good. He's good like
2: that. I don't know it if, had if I could... be North America. Huh? So it had to be North America.
0: Yeah. Okay. True.
2: <laughs>
1: and Hated. we pretty much... Trapped no, all the beavers a... <laughs> and killed them. In, in, we in took the care United of that States. back in
0: the early days. <laughs> Thanks to
1: Lewis and Clark. <laughs> well, I'm kind of
0: glad that ours is the eagle. I'm kind of glad they did that. Yes.
1: Um. Well, there there is a, um, a YouTube you should go to. And I, Bob Costas was announcing the closing ceremonies of the Vancouver Olympics.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And v- Canada had this inexplicable closing ceremony that was so hokey they had like... <laughs> Mounted it. police mm-hmm. uh, doing uh, good it was. doing oh, the can can and mm-hmm. and I don't even know if I could say this, but it was set on the air. I bet not, but they brought out these ten foot high, um, like you know those lighted snowmen in yeah, front of people's flat. houses. They're mm-hmm. sort of soft material mm-hmm. and they're, mm-hmm. they're they brought out pe- people in those ten feet high, <laughs> and, and, and they were. Moose and beavers. Oh. And Bob Costas said, and the always enjoyable, giant inflatable beavers. <laughs> and there was dead silence. Nobody got his Nobody said it. anything. I think they cut the mic for about two minutes because we I don't to know recover. what they were doing.
0: Right, right. Yep.
1: So I could say that. I, well, I just did. You yeah. just did. So, so I would that's, say yes. That's a... National <laughs> emblem.
0: I love it. See what you can do how with he remembers next it. one. In which movie did Humphrey Bogart play Charlie Allnut?
1: Scott's well, like,
0: they, what? Um, the
1: only one I know It
0: was, it was one of was his later Casablanca. movies. Nope, he was an older gentleman.
1: Was it, Um. oh, mm-hmm. uh, African Queen.
0: Correct. Oh, Correct. Mm-hmm. That's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's very he, impressive. He mm-hmm. and
1: uh, Catherine Hepburn and the leeches. Remember the leeches?
0: Mm I do. That was (laughs) (laughs) cookie. Which TV character said live long and prosper? Spock. Spock. See, Scott? Mm -hmm. You did. You did. did.
1: The Vulcan mind Mm meld.
0: What kind of person shall not be honored on a U.S. postal stamp according to the U.S. Postal Service and the Citizen Stamp Advisory Committee? It's kind of a trick question.
1: Is it have to do with uh, human rights? Uh, no. With international Politics. law. No. We're
0: allowed to ask for clues. Yeah, you can ask for clues. Sure.
1: What kind of person?
0: What kind of person? You are either this or that. We are as humans. Huh. Male or female? <laughs> no. Close though. Very general like that. You want me to tell you? Citizen. No. Nonsense. No.
1: Give us a more another hint. Yeah. This is, should be deducible.
0: Um, it, Thad, yes. fat
1: Elvis or thin Elvis? <laughs>
0: it's not really. It's as a human being, you are either this or, at the end of your life, you're this.
2: Alive or dead. Mm-hmm. A living person will not be represented.
0: Correct. Correct. Wow. And I never noticed that. Mm-mm. With the stamps that they do, but wow. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. It wow. Mm hmm
1: sort of discriminatory.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Bob, will bucket until you're gone, stamp, okay? Right. okay. <laughs> we'll have a big party, though.
1: Well, when I'm gone?
0: Yeah. <laughs> to celebrate that you're oh, going to be on stand. a <laughs> stand. Yeah. And that, too. No, I know that's the, the way you'd want it. <laughs> uh.
1: The New Orleans funeral.
0: <laughs> mm. Yes. What is the name of Batman's butler? So this one's a little bit easier alfred correct correct
1: and if you young for you younger (laughs) folks the three of you if you've never seen the batman series which ran in like 66 67 none of you were born yet um but it is it is hilarious and it's not meant to be or maybe it is yeah
2: was this the adam west one Uh yes yeah i'm very familiar with it with his representation of in family guy (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Adam
1: West. <laughs> yes, <absolutely. laughs>
2: I've seen more episodes of Family Guy joking about Adam West and Batman than I have actual the episodes. Actual Batman. Well, watch a few. Mm, it'll all complete your circle.
1: I suggest the one with Julie Newmore as the cat woman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. The average human body contains how many pints of blood? It's a single-digit number. Five.
2: Eight. Eight.
0: A little bit higher. You're close. Nine. No, nine. nine. Yeah.
2: Single <laughs> digit,
1: higher than <laughs> eight. Benefit yeah. by waiting to the end, there <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, <laughs> we burnt well, our I threw powder. I an eight with him. And then, so uh, you're supposed to drink eight well, glasses of water then. a day,
0: though. Is ah, I don't know if there's a correlation to that. Yeah. Keep the balance oh, in your okay. body.
1: You know, every uh, pound of fat that you add, you add a mile of capillaries.
2: Really? My, my told me that. Well, then I've got like 20 miles that I... <laughs> 20 extra <laughs> miles. <get> <laughs> it's
0: just weighing you down, Scott. <laughs>
1: we'll do some more of my friend, the woman who does the, diet, the, the dieting um, tweets.
0: Excellent. Because you're
1: probably wondering why wait. my do- doctor told me yes. that. Yes,
0: yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is our last one for today. The Pyrenees Mountain Range separates which two European countries? If you watch the Tour de France... Um, France Spence, and Spain. and France? Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct.
2: God, I like you your first answer, great. which was Spain. <laughs> yeah, the
1: best
2: answer. And he was I right.
0: would, have had, Alex, would Alex Trebek accept that?
1: I don't know. <laughs> It'll, uh, yes, right. Uh, There's uh, portmanteaus of. Uh,
0: <laughs> you guys um, did great. You I did well, great. Had Thanks, help. Leslie. We had help. You're welcome. Good team effort.
1: That is where um, the smallest country. Is in the oh, Pyrenees, yeah. Andorra. Now I forget people's names who I met yesterday at the at the luncheon, but I remember that.
0: Uh huh. It's true. It's okay. okay. It makes you a genius at this.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. In educate, we're going to do a health education. We're going to do some more um, some more tweets from my friend um, Wen who's a just a regular person. I don't know her, but she does hilarious <laughs> tweets. Um, awesome um, about trying looking to forward blade. to it <laughs> she said i um uh, i i put what i eat into my fitbit and they sent an ambulance to my
3: house <laughs> <laughs> i hate it when that happens i, know.
1: I don't mean uh, to brag but i finished my 14 day diet in three hours and 12 minutes <laughs> i'm cutting gluten and sugar and meat and dairy out of my diet so now i just photosynthesize <laughs> Nutrition question: How many Skittles equal one serving of fruit? <laughs> and um, my diet depends solely on if I'm going to see anyone from my past in the near future.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Six to eight weeks. <laughs> yes, that is true.
1: And then finally, me. I'm not going to lose weight. Me. I'm going to exercise every. I'm going to lose weight. Me. I'm going to exercise every day. Me. I'm not going to eat. Me. I'm going to go on a diet and stick to it. Me. Is that cake?
3: <laughs> Shiny thing. Uh, so.
1: Thank you, Gwen. Okay, Uh, we'll do one more. I guess we're doing lighthearted things because I'm in a good mood. Um, You know what they always say is, um, "Is this person still alive?" Uh Uh-huh. And there's a website that says, "Are are they are they dead?" Uh Uh-huh. There's a website because everyone's. So these people are still alive. Doris Day is
0: ninety-five. Wow,
1: I love her. Loved her movies, Pillow Talk. Burt Bacharach is 89, um, Little Richard is 85, Yoko Ono is 84, Quincy Jones is 84, Frankie Valley is 83, Herb Albert is 82, um, <clears throat> and the only bad news there is Yoko. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're still holding the grudge from the Beatles breakup.
1: Yeah, she broke up the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do rap names, too, for Cecilia oh, great and Scott, idea. but we'll do them in the third, second. We, yeah. we have a rap name generator, so okay. we'll give you a little taste, Cecilia, of one of your rap names. Okay, good. Um, Sissy H. Kiss.
2: <laughs> All right. I'll take it. Sissy Kiss?
1: And you're Jazz Sissy. Scotty G.
2: That's awesome.
1: J- Scotty G.
0: <laughs> I like it. Doesn't it just jazz up your day? It does. you find an email like that. You'll get results. feel much jazzier already for a
3: Friday. It's awesome.
2: That's right. Okay. If you start an email with that, you would, you would lead with that. It's like, hi, this is Jazz got you jazz. Well, yeah. I yeah, wouldn't I sign it, yeah. it at the bottom. You put that right up top. Yeah, okay. and you put
0: it on your name. Good tag. point. Good point. Good point. Now it's time for some local news from Harper County. Uh,
1: all righty. Well, a few things, a few quick things. Um, uh, Went, staying local, but a, a, a little beyond Hartford County, uh, the roof of the Merriweather Post, Post Pavilion collapsed the other day. Did you hear this? I did
0: not. I did.
1: Um, they are uh, towards the end of a, of a huge um, renovation project, and, uh, and they had raised the roof on hydraulic lifts 20 feet, and um, to uh to make improvements to it and the lifts failed and um the roof collapsed completely on the stage and all the seats was anyone hurt uh, no one was hurt thank god um Mm -hmm. but they had been arguing it was a frank geary project um and they had been arguing about whether they changed the roof or not and um and a representative from uh geary's uh firm uh, said, well, well, the winds of fate prevailed and decided for us. <laughs> simply, simply raising the roof, we ended up and just raised the roof for the disease. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little cute. further, but we have to talk about it. This piece of human scum, the, the gym coach from USA uh, oh, God. is on trial. It's
3: infuriating.
1: And they're doing the victim testimony. Uh, so I think it's worth everyone watching. Um, And we're just talking about this because Chrissy Teigen Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. offered to pay Kayla Maroney's fine. Mm -hmm. USA Gymnastics was going to fine her $100,000 for violating her NDA. And they finally relented. And so hats off to Chrissy Teigen Mm -hmm. and, and... this testimony, USGA, it's like Penn State or the Catholic Church. I mean, mm-hmm. they've been watching this and enabling it mm-hmm. for, 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 for 20 years. Yep, it's true. It, we're like Hollywood. Everyone's, oh, I'm <coughs> shocked now. So, <clears throat> unfortunately, this is more sunlight that is necessary. And they're closing necessary. that
0: camp, I heard today. They're closing the camp where a lot of it took place.
1: Yeah. Um, but it just makes you
2: mm.
1: your skin crawl. Um Okay, and finally, we're, I, I guess I'm off my bad mood. Or,
0: off your good mood. We're off my good <laughs> mood
1: now. Uh, we do, we're going to read a little bit of an editorial uh, that was done by the Aegis today, and I hats off to them uh, because we're talking about the goings-on between the city of Aberdeen and the folks at Ripken Stadium and mm-hmm. Tufton, LLC, and Iron Birds and uh, Ripken Baseball. And as always, it's, it's this is it's news because this is one of the most important things to us in the county, as far as a tourism generator, an economic activity generator. Uh, what the Ironbirds do day in and day out for community services. I'm on a number of boards that uh, and involve a number of charities that have just received hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of exposure and hard money because of what the Ironbirds do so in these <coughs> negotiations there's been a lot of misinformation and there's been a lot of information that just really hasn't been examined so um, and hats off to a lot of some members of the community particularly the folks at the Chamber of Commerce and at Visit Hartford for, um, for helping to sh- uh, shine a light on this so the E just, just wrote bad deal for Aberdeen Um, and, and I'm just going to read some of the things that the Aegis came up with by reviewing the, um, the contract that they were about to sign. Um, uh, and I'm just going to start in the middle. Tufton paid for a new scoreboard and video screen in center field, which which cost a million dollars. The stadium and its expenses and its management are not, in our opinion, the one-way street that city officials like Robertson and Mayor Patrick McGrady have characterized it, with Aberdeen residents picking up all the bills for the Ripken brothers and their profit-making baseball enterprises. This is the excuse that has been parroted by McGrady and Robertson and some city council members to justify getting rid of Tufton as the manager of non-baseball events for the stadium and, ultimately, to sell the stadium so some other entity, public or private, can assume the costs involved. Their solution has been to negotiate with an outfit calling itself Huntley Sports Group, with which the mayor and council have agreed, in principle, to sign a management deal with, giving Huntley or HSG control over the stadium, along with a right of first refusal to buy the facility, if and when the city decides to unload it, which can't come soon enough based upon comments by McGrady and Robertson. Robertson is the city manager, by the way. HSC has nothing on its resu- HSG has nothing on its resume to suggest it can successfully book and manage non-baseball events. There is nothing on its resume other than the promotion of sports-related clinics and youth tournaments. One of the principals is a commercial and real estate man who came to the city's attention because he is interested in acquiring and developing another property near the stadium. The deal with HSC essentially gives the city 50% of the gross events revenue, but this is a non-existent number. The Ripken Group, which paid the city $90,000 to management uh, non-baseball events in 2017, offered 10% to do this year. This year, um, Frankly, the city will be lucky to get anywhere, anywhere near $90,000 in 2018 or beyond. The right of first refusal to buy the stadium amounts to an agreement of sale that has not been approved by or even put before the city's voters. Moreover, there is nothing in the agreement to indemnify the city and its taxpayers if Huntley fails and walks away. There is no performance bond required. Robertson and McGrady have said repeatedly that the stadium has been a bad deal for Aberdeen. The deal they are about to sign is not only likely to be far worse for Aberdeen, but it will, as one Hartford County Chamber of Commerce leader has warned, become a black eye for the city and the county at a time when neither, neither needs one. Boom. Boom! Good job, Aegis. Mm-hmm. Just, just giving people facts. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a assessment there, but that's allowed. It's, it's an editorial. Um, and as a lead into our discussion after the break, McGrady and Ripkin, mm-hmm. uh, McGrady and and Robertson, Robertson. are, I'm sure, are fine gentlemen. Um, They're the ones that brought us the proposed $50 fine for homeless people. That's right. The quote being, and I'm paraphrasing from Mayor McGrady, perhaps this fine will be the impetus for them to get back on their feet and get housing. Um, So, again, nothing editorial of mine. I am just Mm -hmm. reporting what what Mm -hmm. they actually proposed Mm -hmm. um, two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's news. I think it's real news it because is news. it's it's astounding, and it affects us all. So, mm-hmm. always trying to give people news.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you shining in the light in right. others
1: and using their own words.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking with United Way of Central Maryland's Cecilia Helmstetter and Scott. God,
4: Brett. Harford County Public Library's Winter Reading Program, Eat, Drink, Read, runs through March 3rd. Adults and teens may sign up for the winter reading program starting December 21st by logging on to hcplonline.org or visiting a local library. Adults are encouraged to read or listen to at least five books. Teens should read or listen to three. Upon successful completion, participants will receive this year's Eat, Drink, Read collectible mug, while supplies last. Sponsors of the 2018 Winter Reading Program are Advanced Eye Care, Schaefer, McLaughlin, and Stover, LLC, Friends of the Harford County Public Library and Harford County Public Library Foundation. For more information about the Winter Reading Program, log on to hcplonline.org or pick up a copy of the Headlines and Happening newsletter at any of the library's branches. The Harford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members aged 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MakerBot replicator 5th generation 3D printer, 3D creation software including MakerBot and PrinterBot professional green screen with studio light box, and both Apple and Windows computers, all to help create your electronic video, audio, publishing, and 3D design projects. For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road.
0: Welcome back, folks. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby, and this is The Hartford Edge. We're so delighted today to have Cecilia Helmstetter, Director of United Way of Central Maryland's Leaders United Affinity Group, and Scott Gottbrett, Associate Vice President of Homeless Services. Cecilia has been with United Way for over four years. She began her career with United Way as the Development Manager for Hartford County. She ran workplace campaigns, raised awareness about United Way's works, and implemented volunteer opportunities and hosted special events. About a year and a half ago, she moved to the main office as the director of Leaders United, United Way's leadership membership group, engaging large gift donors in a host of volunteer and philanthropic activities. Scott oversees a range of programs aimed at preventing and ending homelessness in Central Maryland and specifically Hartford County. Scott oversees the Harford County Permanent Supportive Housing Program for chronically homeless adults and with disabilities, and he's one of the lead organizers of Harford's Project Homeless Connect. Scott is also currently finishing his his dissertation at Johns Hopkins University. Welcome, folks, and thanks so much for coming in on this cold morning.
1: Good job, Leslie. Ta-da. I couldn't do that so <laughs> early in the morning.
0: I just stayed up from yesterday. <laughs> Well, welcome,
1: folks. Thank you. Give us a quick sec on each of you. How'd you get here?
0: Um,
3: I became um, interested in United Way many years ago as a donor and a volunteer, and when I moved to Harford County, I was trying to get reengaged with United Way and Women United in particular, the women's membership group, and um, as a volunteer, I um, interviewed with the director there, and they ended up hiring me to run the Harford County campaign since I was born and raised here, and it was a perfect fit.
2: Thanks, I came, Scott. I came here academically. Um, I came to Johns Hopkins where I was interested in um, uh, social economics. And uh, when I arrived in Baltimore, you look around you and you're confronted with the reality of homelessness. And almost sort of after the fact of me deciding to engage in research and work on that topic, sort of came to me that in fact, both my father and gr- grandfather were homeless for Uh, the latter parts of their lives due to um, mental health challenges. And so Mm -hmm. what began as an academic inquiry became a very passionate, personal, close-to-home experience, and I looked for ways to get involved, and United Way had a variety of programs and opportunities, and it was only a matter of time before I started asking how I could get involved professionally. Oh, that's great.
1: Uh, And (laughs) before we uh, go on, uh, we're here to to talk, uh, among other things, about the Project Homeless Connect but before we go on, how do folks find out more about it to, uh, to, to volunteer, to, to, to support it, to donate it, to attend it, etc.? What, what do they do? Where do they go? And how do they help get the word out to as many people as possible that might have someone close to them that would benefit from this?
2: One of the great United Way concepts that I'm excited about right now is this U plus one concept. So we always say if you can't give your money, do a, a good cause, give your time. Um, we've added, an, you know, if you can't give your time, give your money. And if we've added an additional layer to that, mm-hmm. uh, which is if you can't do it, you know someone who can, right? So spread the word about the event, whether you have someone in mind that you think should attend the event to mm-hmm. receive any number of the uh, more than 50 services that are available or come to volunteer. One um, of the things that makes Project Homeless Connect unique is that every attendee, uh, let me back it up. So it's, it's a resource fair mm-hmm. for people who are experiencing homelessness or who are at risk of homelessness. Mm-hmm and we provide direct on-the-spot services. So as opposed to going to an information festival where you get a list of websites and flyers and Mm -hmm. pens and tote bags that you take with you and then you have to call someone the next day and um, follow up. At our event, we do things directly immediately on the spot. So you see a doctor, you develop a treatment plan, you get medication, you see a dentist, you get a tooth pulled. you see a vision specialist, you get get your prescription eyeglasses. The list goes on and on. You, You develop a resume, you submit it to employers, you leave with bus passes to get to your interviews. Uh, It's a very comprehensive resource fair. A lot of that can be confusing for folks um, who are new to the system and who have trouble navigating the system. So every homeless attendee, be it a family or an adult, is paired with a volunteer guide who spends the entire day with them, uh, one-on-one, helping them to go around from station to station and advocate for them and access the services that they need. So that's what we need. We are aiming to serve about 500 homeless adults and families this year, and so we need 500 volunteers to literally work with a homeless family, mm-hmm. and come up with a strategy that they need to escape homelessness. And I always say it's like a springboard to self-sufficiency. If there's ten things keeping you homeless, we're going to take care of five of them today and get you lined up to take care of the next five in the weeks to come. Mm-hmm. And you, So the volunteers sit down with this homeless family and say, what are the resources you need? And they're all here, and we're going to go and access all of them today until you get to where you need to be in order to help help you escape homelessness. And it's not just homelessness. It's poverty, people who are yeah. at risk of homelessness, facing eviction... You name it. But we need 500 volunteers. So you can visit our website, United Way of Central Maryland, uwcm.org, slash volunteer, and sign up. We still need about another 100 volunteers. So well, we can you meet.
1: can call 410-895-1535. <laughs> Is that advised?
2: Yes. yes, that's a direct line to me. Okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I may not answer, then. but I will return your call. Uh-huh. Or you uh, can
1: email phc at uwcm.org. That's uh, PHC for Project Homeless Connect at UWCM United Way of Central Maryland and it's Tuesday, January twenty third. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, um, from nine thirty to two thirty p.m. at the APGFCU Arena at Hartford Community College, and um, there is a snow date uh, the following Tuesday, January thirtieth.
3: But no risk of snow at this point. I know. keeping our eyes to the sky. Maybe a little rain, but it looks <clears throat> about 47 degrees, so we should be Excellent. good.
1: 47 is a heat, heat wave. I know. And there are buses. Uh, uh, when you go to the website and check this out, there are buses um, doing pickups until 1 p.m. on the hour and drop-offs through the end of the event um, at four locations in the county. So, um, tell us. Uh, I mean, this is this the th- what year is this of the Project Homeless Connect?
3: This is our third annual Project Homeless Connect in Harford County. It's been held for six years in a row down in Baltimore City under Scott's supervision. Um, and three years ago, we had the plan and the the prayer that we could make this work, and um, brought it here in conjunction with Harford County government who paired with us um, we decided to put it at the end of January to partner with the Harford County government and accessing their point in time count mm-hmm. which is our count of the homeless in the county every year it has to be done one of the last 10 days of January Amber so, Amberthrowes
1: and Lynn Parish are so lazy and oh, they don't care they have no energy yeah. no ideas they
3: weren't driving forces no in this at, at all right 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 <laughs> And, um, Thank you land and housing painting. community development and then also healthy Harford were our two mm-hmm. big spearhead um, partners to get um, the health care that we needed that day and the um, homeless services.
2: you know I, I, I must thing. say the county has been fantastic <clears throat> in working with the uh, Department of Housing and Community Development has been just such a blessing. Um, the whole impetus for this thing is that every two years the federal government requires communities who receive federal funding which every community does basically. Uh, to do a homeless census, basically, to see okay. how many homeless folks there are so they can make a reasoned and informed decision about how to allocate limited resources. Um, and Hartford County knew that they were undercounting. Right? There's folks living in the woods, there's folks mm-hmm. living in their cars, and the parking lots of you know major superstores and things, and they knew they just weren't seeing the numbers that reflected reality, and that mm-hmm. meant that Hartford County was underrepresented at the federal level as far as resource allocation was concerned. So they said, why don't we do a sort of magnet event that... <clears throat> Um, on the one hand, gets much-needed resources into mm-hmm. the hands of community members, and on the other hand, also helps us get an, a more accurate reading on, you know, what exactly the climate of homelessness looks like in this county. Um, and so United Way had already had the experience in Baltimore City of doing mm-hmm. these really high-demand services, dental, vision, ID, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, eviction prevention, you name it, cell phones, Uh and we, we brought that model, we married that model with the aspirations of the county and it's been a wonderful fit ever since. We've served close to 1,000 people so far in the past two years. Um, and this year we're offering expanded dental services, expanded ID services, expanded vision services, all the things that people are really uh, thriving for. We're gonna see people camped out overnight mm-hmm. for overnight. these services because they're that much in need. I responded mm-hmm. to 65 voicemails yesterday wow. of people who needed needed dental care. They're in you know, dental pain. They can't see and they can't work. Mm-hmm. Um, I've spoken to families who, uh, they want to work. Mm-hmm. They want to get back on their feet. They just don't know how. They don't know how to navigate the system. And this event fixes that. It brings it all together into one place at one time with trained volunteers and guides who help them navigate that really complex system to get what they need to get back, back wow. on their feet. And
3: 68 resource providers that day. So uh,
1: If we have time, uh, uh, if you guys don't mind, at the end, and we, we should read them. Sure. Uh, who's going to be providing. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Again, we're talking about Project Homeless Connect, which is just it's talking about making a difference. Um, dental care, vision care, birth certificates, Maryland photos, IDs, employment assistance, housing referrals, cell phones, grocery and baby products, winter coats and clothing, any energy assistance. And that's just the start. And these people don't know where to start. The time they would have to invest, the expertise they would need, you know, they're always subject to people who are looking to take advantage of them or people who just – don't have the knowledge on where to send them. It's not like they have the resources to spend a day tr- taking a bus somewhere, waiting in line. They don't know what providers to go to. They don't have the money to do it. Exactly. So this is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But how? Just the teeth last How many te- There were teeth extracted last mm-hmm. year, like a big number. So
0: yes, there we were had- people
1: walking out of there who, to Scott's point, no longer have this throbbing pain up and the, throughout their whole head.
2: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, so we saw 64 dental patients mm-hmm. last year, and you've never seen someone so happy to see the dentist no in your whole life. Uh, these are folks who um, are among what United Way talks about the ALICE population. ALICE for us stands for asset limited, income constrained, employed, essentially the working poor. And I don't know anyone who is below the poverty threshold who doesn't need dental care. Mm-hmm. Dentistry is sort of the what I call the parking lot of tough decisions you have to make when you're mm-hmm. poor. Mm-hmm. So if you have to choose between getting your kids clothes for school mm-hmm. or getting a tooth pulled, you're going to choose getting your kids clothes for school. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have to choose between when your car breaks down or saving up money for mm-hmm. you know, a, a filling, you're mm-hmm. always going to choose fix your car. Right. Dental always kind of has to wait. And for poor folks, they're always making tough decisions like that. And that's why you see dental problems pile up in impoverished communities. And so we see people who haven't seen a dentist in 20 years who need six teeth taken out or have six fillings that they need. Um, And we did a survey of the homeless community a few years back, and dentistry was the highest demanded service. It's not covered by Medicaid. In America, we consider it a cosmetic thing. When it's not, it's a medical issue. Wow. And it's a huge gap in the social safety net mm-hmm. that no one else is working on. And United Way is fighting to bring this service to the people who need it. And we have people camping out overnight because they need it that bad. We have people calling and crying in the voicemails mm-hmm. about how mm-hmm. much in pain they are. Um, it's crazy. I mean, dentistry is a higher priority for the homeless community than housing, even because if you have a dental problem, an untreated dental infection, mm-hmm. it spreads to mm-hmm. other teeth. Mm-hmm. You're in pain every waking moment of your life. You can't mm-hmm. chew. You can't swallow. If you have an exposed root, you can't breathe without being in pain. You and can't that's, concentrate. You can't yeah. concentrate. Yeah. I mean, it's <clears> it's throat> the <throat> lived experience of someone who's extremely impoverished to just be in pain, and dentistry is the is the core of that. So we're very proud of our dental services. We're also very proud of our vision clinic. Mm-hmm. You can't get a job if you can't see. You can't, you know, read your bills. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, apply for jobs. Yeah, you can't get you on the internet if you don't have mm-hmm. access to vision care. And mm-hmm. it's another one of those things that our medical system takes as a luxury Mm -hmm. when, in fact, it's a basic human need, Mm -hmm. the the need to see. And And I have to
3: call out the representatives that are helping us with vision and dental this year. Dr. Kelly Burke from Falston Dental Group has taken on this assignment to bring the best dentists together who will volunteer their time that day. She's assembled a, a massive contingent of 14 dentists who are giving their time that day, and we're so grateful to her. And all of the dentists who are, are giving their time.
2: And their and whole offices, too. Dental assistants, mm-hmm. dental technicians. Hygienists. Wow. There's more than 40 mm-hmm. dental professionals that will be coming to, to make the service available for free. Right. Wow. Dr.
1: Morris, Dr. Jordan, Dr. Shields, Dr. Uh, Ray, Mary Teddy Ray, Dr. Uh, Ferugia, mm-hmm. Specter, Ferugia. Ferugia, Specter, Kriner, Uh Dr. Bart does some great things for us at the Boys and Girls Club as, as well. Dr. Smith, Dr. Wu, Dr. Kozlowski, Dr. Modiri, Dr. Kujala, and Dr. Sewell. Exactly. Sewell Sewell. Yep, Sewell.
4: Sewell.
1: And uh, their, uh, the assistants they're contributing as well, so.
3: And then the vision services, Monica Worrell has taken that on for the second year in a She's row. She's another oh lazy, low-energy person. <laughs> Last year she said, not it, and this year she said, I'm going to do it. I can't wait to do it. I'm, I'm so enthused to help, and she and has an amazing... And Dr. Lisa
1: Fulner is yes. so fully, oh, steps up for everything. So Dr. Serber
2: yes. and um, all of the various Lions Clubs mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Um, Hartford County have really stepped up and are really putting their mission in, and vision into action.
3: And I'll tell you, we had our our vision pickup day for glasses when they came in, was at the chamber, because um, that's where United Way's um, office is housed, and we had a <coughs> five-person family come in, um, grandmother, mother, father, two children, four of the five people that came in got glasses, and they were just dancing around that lobby in the, in the chamber, just putting their glasses on. and and seeing for the first time in so long. It's my, favorite part, so much it's yeah. my favorite part of the year. It's my favorite part of the year is
2: when the prescription glasses come back from the lab, mm-hmm. and you engage with the person who they're for, and you say, you know, here is your site. Mm-hmm. And you hand it to them, and just the look on their face, mm-hmm. and then you say, can you read this? And they, you know, they always tear up. Tear know? up. And say, I'm I, can absolutely. See, I can see. I can yeah. yeah, you know, it's a very yeah. emotional yeah. exchange. But it's that's how important it is, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what And every what pair
3: of glasses that we had cut and, um... Uh, made last year got into the hands of the people that were prescribed those glasses, which is a big feat sure. considering the population sure. we're helping. We're very proud to be able to, to be um, good enough to make that happen. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's literally, if you can't make it to our office, we will get in the mm-hmm. car and drive your office. And your they have been driven. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow.
1: Project Homeless Connect, uh, next Tuesday, January 23rd at the arena of community college, uh, Email phc at uwcm.org or go to United Way Central Maryland's website, uwcm.org.
3: And the easiest way to volunteer and see the volunteer video that shows you kind of what you're um, in for that day, which is amazing, um, is uwcm.org slash phc
4: and that okay. will take
3: you directly to the Harford County sign-up. And I have to say thank you so much to Dr. Diana Phillips, who came out to the Epicenter last year. Epicenter was fabulous in hosting us the two years prior, um, but we quickly outgrew that, that space as amazing and as a, um, versatile as it is, um, and Dr. Phillips came out and said, I want Harford Community College to be a part of this. We would love to give you the arena for the day. So. Wow. We could not be more grateful, and the staff at APG FCU Arena has been fabulous to work with. That's
1: great. They are a great crew. We've done some shows uh, there and um, really are a great crew. And Hartford Mutual and Jones Junction.
3: Yes, Jones Junction. Um, We also have uh, Wells Fargo um, Wealth Managers. uh, APG FCU has helped us out. Um, Hartford Mutual is an honorary sponsor um pat's pizza provides 50 at least 50 pizzas to us um nvs salon and jordan thomas
1: tammy tammy and staffy another two that never step up Uh, they're (laughs) (laughs) absolutely wonderful wonderful supporters
3: and so happy to support us um uh jordan thomas is sending a couple of hairstylists out Um, in addition to tammy and nvs um we just have the best group
2: yeah, and, I, you know, it's so strange. I mean, I can't tell you how important even things like haircuts are. The, the whole picture is so, you know, is so fascinating. Year after year, on, in our exit surveys of how did we do, uh, folks rate the haircuts as one of their highest priority services. You know, we just did a $1,000 of dental work for you, but you're so happy about your haircut. Uh, and it's because it's such an important um, component of dignity. You know, folks you don't want to... Yeah. And that's a big thing. You know, folks get discouraged, demotivated, they get depressed. You know, it's hard out there. Mm -hmm. It's hard being homeless. It's hard being about to lose your house. And to have a moment where you regain yourself Mm -hmm. um, and get cared for, to be able to turn around and go apply for that job or Mm -hmm. to go, you know, uh, get your ID or to go, you know, make a a step that turns your life in a different direction. I mean, the haircut is the starting point for that. And Mm -hmm. we take that so for granted for all of us who are housed how important those moments of dignity are. And and this is one of those events that emphasizes <clears throat> the dignity of, of our homeless neighbors, their, their community members, their citizens, and they deserve to be respected and helped. We're not mm-hmm. giving a hand out, mm-hmm. we're giving a hand up, and mm-hmm. we're helping to restore self-sufficiency, and that's what the event's all about. And mm-hmm. it's it's just it's fascinating to me how important the little things are about mm-hmm.
3: that. And they often go straight from the haircuts to Eric uh, is doing tap snap out there and get a photo. So a, family a family
2: portrait. portrait and oh, um, wow.
3: Wow. And they're so proud to have everybody looking mm-hmm. wonderful looking and feeling great yeah. getting the help they need. Well,
1: And, and the other thing is uh, engaging so much of the community in this is, is the, one of the most valued things because, it, you know, whether we're working with homeless folks or people with uh, uh, diseases of addiction um, uh, or whatever, uh, the more people that could be engaged with them. And understand their life as a human human to human instead of otherizing them mm-hmm. or demonizing them or, or like people do with addiction all the time it, it's it's a disease, it's not a moral failing mm-hmm. um, and we're st- we've come a long way in the past few years to to educate and make people aware of that but um, the the more people And this event does it, where people who are quick to judge, quick to alienate, quick to label, they actually connect with a human who's going through it and say, you know what, that could be me. Mm -hmm. That could be me, you know.
3: There but by the grace of God, literally. It's It's absolutely true. And we often say in the volunteer experience that the life you change very well may be your own. Mm -hmm. And it will be, um, it is, it's life-changing and eye-opening.
1: Yep. Like the starfish thing made a difference exactly. to that one exactly. <laughs> project homeless connect uh org slash phc uh it. check it out is that what you need most now is volunteers or
3: we do we're at about 100 270 volunteers right now we're hoping for over 400 for sure um so please log on uh see the video see what how amazing the day is and sign up um there are shifts optional um, you can come for the whole day or the morning shift or the afternoon shift. Um,
2: we also really need uh, some additional hands setting up the dental clinic on Monday. There's a lot of hoses and tubes you got to connect to um, dental, <laughs> dental things, uh, and it, it does take person power. And so anyone who can volunteer on Monday, we could definitely use some of that mm-hmm. help. Thanks. Just for a few hours, help us unpack things, get the dental supplies all set up. Uh, that's the kind of most labor-intensive part of it all. Um, otherwise, I mean, you're welcome to come volunteer in any aspect of the event. If you want to volunteer to give away socks, if you want to volunteer to give away coats, if you want to volunteer to be a guide uh, and help take people around all the services, we could use you in any capacity. So get involved.
1: Fantastic. Well, now let's stay on. on, on uh, we want to talk about a few of the other things uh, that United Way does. Um, talk talk to us about Alice and, and it's it's near and dear to my heart cuz with the boys and girls club we 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 do a summer um enrichment program we take kids from 7:30 in the morning to 6 at night and i i just brought some of the letters appealing for financial assistance um from some from some of the parents mm-hmm. um and i want you to go into Alice with this. I am writing this letter as an explanation to my request for financial assistance. I'm a single parent of three wonderful and bright children. I have two sons, age 10 and 12, and I also have a three-year-old daughter. The way the system is structured for child care assistance through the state, I qualify. Um, However, I have been on the waiting list for two and a half years because I have a job. I have been told if I go on welfare, I will receive assistance right away. Been there, done that. I am a cardiac technologist at, I love what I do, my children need care throughout the day. I receive child support, however, inconsistently. The cost alone for my three-year-old to have daycare per week is $140. That adds up. And she goes on. So, talk about Alice.
2: So, Alice is a concept that has been designed by the United Way network across the United States. Uh, it's um it's an acronym, but it's sort of designed by the name Alice to humanize folks like the person from whose letter you just read. Uh, it stands for asset limited income constrained employed again that's kind of the working poor but what we've realized in working you know in our 211 call centers when people call in and getting re- you know responses like that from the community to, like the one that you just read uh, all, every day <laughs> thousands uh hundreds of thousands over over the course of the year what we've begun to realize as united way network that fights for these sort of struggling communities is that the federal poverty data doesn't capture the lived reality of people anymore. The poverty threshold hasn't been updated in years. It's way artificially low. And what we've come to realize is that working folks, hardworking folks, uh, are still having to make difficult choices between affordable child care and medical care, between healthy food and daycare, between transportation and decent decent housing or mm-hmm. electricity, you name it. Um, that th- and those folks are above the poverty threshold and just like the letter that you read those folks are working but don't qualify because they're working mm-hmm. and really we mm-hmm. need to talk about you know as a united way and as a community these populations i mean and these are folks these are your gas station attendants these are your checkout clerks at the grocery store these are your teachers
4: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> right cardiac uh, technicians cardiac mm-hmm. technicians that that have jobs work sometimes 60 hours a week making minimum wage or slightly above minimum wage, but are still not being able to make ends meet. And that's a population that we have given a name to, which is Alice. And we've done some fantastic research work um, in central Maryland to, and, and Maryland as a state to show what that population looks like, what their needs are, what their survival needs are relative to what they're able to earn, relative to what hi- housing costs are. We call that Alice. And, you know, just to dovetail with Project Homeless Connect, we don't, just so you all know, it's not an event limited to the homeless. We call it Project Homeless Connect. Um, and we market primarily to homeless individuals. But it's more increasingly an Alice festival. Like I mentioned before, is that folks are having to make tough choices between childcare and dental care. Mm-hmm. You choose child care every time than getting your own dental needs sure. taken care of because you love your kids. And so those are the folks that we see camping out overnight at Project Homeless Connect for dental care, is those folks who just for the longest time have had to make tough choices, and it's piled up and piled up, um, and they've sacrificed their own dental health uh, in the sake of preserving their family's overall well-being, mm-hmm. and now someone needs to come in and, and help. So yes, it's Project Homeless Connect, but it's really uh, a community resource fair that has all the services that are just hard to get um, and that there doesn't seem to be an answer to in the social system. And that's what for us ALICE represents, is this population that no one is really talking about enough. right? That, that, mm-hmm. That's supposed to be middle America, average Joe, is supposed to work hard every day and come home and have enough food on the table, and that's not happening. And that's what United we wants to give voice to, think about, and work
1: on. And I'm going to f- read the end of that letter uh, for, uh, as, a, as a sort of an addendum to the Alice thing. Then I'm going to talk a few other things. Um, I hope that you would consider my family qualified for financial assistance. If I do not receive it, my kids will have to stay home. Left to their own devices, I fear the trouble we can encounter. Doing it alone, it just seems that I can't do it all. I am trying my best and working hard to raise children with integrity and character. Honest and hard-working, self-sufficient members of society, please assist us in this task. Thank you so much for your time and consideration. I hope you find us a good fit. Good for you, Mom.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a very eloquent email. Yes. Uh, it
1: really is. really is. I, I, when I, we were going through it a year, it was a year and a half ago, and I said, "Wow."
3: And the Boys and Girls Clubs and other providers in the area are very familiar with Project Homeless Connect, and they've received the outreach flyer, and hopefully all of their clients can get there.
1: Right. Um, it's, and I imagine that is a good source of uh, awareness uh, for the folks in the community. Dial two one one. Why would I dial 211?
3: Well, you would dial 211 if you needed any type of health and human ser- services resource. If you were about to be evicted or your um, electricity had been cut off or if you needed food or shelter, um, 211 is a call center that is answered in our downtown office in Baltimore by mostly master's degrees in social work. Um, when you pick up the phone, um, these people are very skilled at getting to the bottom of the problem because we know that very often problems aren't one-fold. You may have lost your job, but why? And what other things are being affected by your loss of the job? These um, call specialists are able to get to the bottom of the problem. They have a resource database of thousands of resources at their fingertips where they can connect you locally by zip code to the resources that you need. Um, We use this um, information as a data collection tool so that we know our communities intimately by the calls we receive. And we know the needs because of two one one. We infuse those neighborhoods with those types of services once we gather enough data to, to know that that needs to happen. Um, we also call them back a couple of weeks later with their permission to make sure they received everything they need. Um, right. Very often, they walk away with a list um, that they can go to in the future for other needs they may have.
2: I like to say it's like nine one one, but for life emergencies, not you okay. know, you know, criminal or medical emergencies. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, my, I'm in crisis. My electricity has been shut off, and it's cold outside. Two one one is your first call for help.
1: Food, shelter, emergency housing, transitional housing, medical care, utility assistance, tax help, job training, mental health assistance. Um, just uh, uh, amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. Family stability efforts.
3: Our family stability program was housed about two years ago at the Joppa Magnolia Elementary School. It's their highest need school in the district um, by our 211 data and um, our case manager Tammy Warner out there is helping 20 families at a time um, over a six to nine month period regain their uh, stability, their financial stability, learning how to manage their finances. Um, They get everything from Uh, parenting skill classes, cooking skill classes, and they are able to truly get back on their feet within six to nine months with the help of our case manager. Um, She can also, they can also go back to that case manager for um, months at a time afterwards. They feel very supported. They're um, held in the highest dignity and regard as they're helped through finding out what their goals are, what their needs are, and reaching a successful completion.
2: Let me me just add to that is that, I mean, United Way our basic building blocks, What we think what a self-sufficient life looks like is housing, education, healthcare, and employment. And education is a tough nut to crack. <laughs> People throw themselves against, you know, every organization maybe has taken a, a crack at education and it's so challenging because kids that are struggling in school, um, when you start to get to the root of that problem, it oftentimes uh-huh. has to do with the home. Right? Mm-hmm. Kids drop out of school not because, not because they just are bad students or they're stupid. That's not what, that's not the reality. It's that there's something else going on in their lives. Um, that that's throwing them off whether they're um, facing eviction and having to move and then you, when you jump from school to school your dropout rate sure. multiplies significantly um, when there's problems at home you begin to act out at class when you you know when it's stress at home it's hard to do your homework and things like that so what we found was in trying to address educational attainment levels it often had its roots in the home and that's where sort of how this family stability program emerged was starting from the school outward we take a student who is struggling and identify the family needs and work together with that family for financial planning, budgeting, crisis management, connecting <clears> to resources and services, and that's how we found that you stabilize a student in school. That's how you fix the education problem, is by helping the family unit as a whole, not just the child in isolation.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's fantastic because, you know, the parents would, who would love to provide this support to their kid but have their own challenges...
2: Alice is working eighty hours a week, two two full time yeah, jobs. Yeah, they don't yeah. they don't have time to sit there and make sure the kid make, gets the homework done.
1: Well, and hats off to the library
2: mm-hmm.
1: for for children's services and early development uh, initiatives. Mm-hmm. I, I remember uh, uh, last year, uh, as someone from the library mentioning they did a project in West Virginia to coach the parents on reading and mm-hmm. other early childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, efforts with their kids and uh, the results, the empirical results, were the, the kids in this program ha- had like quintuple the vocabulary by the time they mm-hmm. were age six, mm-hmm. than the k- kids who who weren't, Very and that, that 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 starts puts them right behind the eight ball, mm-hmm. and and to your point, so um, that it's amazing, um, and
3: also Harford Harford County Public Schools, hats off to them as well for for being such a great partner in Uh, making this family stability program happen. Mm -hmm. That's great. We would love to bring it into more schools. If we're able to do more funding, we could take it other places. So that's our hope.
1: Yeah, because how can you be a teacher in a class of 24 kids? I mean, I had five of the kids from the boys' club here, 12-year-olds, showing them they had them making a show for one of their Lego projects or something. And, you know, these kids, you know, there was some ED issues and mm-hmm. some cognitive right. impairment issues, um, and there were just five of them, and mm-hmm. I, I, I,
0: right, it's it, overwhelming.
1: It was impossible mm-hmm. to give any one of them, any one of them, any Individual kind attention. attention. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. multiply that by f- and make it twenty-five. So um, that's just great. Um, uh, permanent supportive housing.
2: So, I'll try, so this is um, a program that I supervise, and we have a case manager. So our permanent supportive housing program is for chronically homeless adults with disabilities in Hartford County. We have 20 units of permanent supportive housing, and the folks that we house... So it used to work back in the day that you would get in line for public housing, and if your number is number 1,000, they would go from number 1 to number 2 to number 3 all the way to number 1,000. Finally, your number is called. Um, it doesn't work that way anymore, Um So, I I think very strategically, the way that homeless services are organized in Hartford County, again the Department of Housing and Community Development, um, and the Hartford Community Action Agency, the way that it's organized these days is that you house the most vulnerable, the folks who have the highest service needs, who have the most disabilities. So if, it it doesn't matter what your number in line is, that Mm -hmm. doesn't matter anymore. It, It depends on how vulnerable you are. And what our program does is it takes the most vulnerable adults who are experiencing homelessness and for the longest amount of time, in Harford County and houses those people first, right, so folks with severe medical conditions, folks with um, fleeing domestic violence, folks who um, have severe mental health challenges. These are the folks who will be unlikely to ever regain self-sufficiency and are going to be homeless for the foreseeable future until someone has a housing solution for them. We are that housing solution. We've housed uh, at least a dozen folks so far in the past year Um, And these are the chronically homeless folks in Hartford County, the folks that you see in the encampments, the folks that you see in line for the soup kitchen, the folks Mm -hmm. that that, um, just can't make it on their own for oftentimes no fault of their own, folks who have mental health challenges like schizophrenia or what have you. Um, So we've taken a a 72-year-old woman who has COPD, who's living out of her car for two years in the Walmart parking lot, and no one else could help her, and we housed her last April. We took a woman who'd been fleeing domestic violence for 20 years, and who'd been basically bounced from community to community, um, and got, got her housing. Later on today, uh, I have the distinct privilege of housing a gentleman who, um, about six months ago, had a heart attack on the job. Sixty-year-old man, had never had a history of health conditions, worked every single day of his life, and through, I mean, just had a hereditary heart condition. And in fact, he didn't even quit work when he had a heart attack. He worked through the day on the yard. And then at the end, one of his workers said, "You really need to call 911." Wow. The ambulance came, and said you had a you had a heart a heart attack, and you need to see a doctor. He's on transplant list now and all that. Um, but you know he couldn't work anymore. He can't even really walk down the street without you know um, getting winded and being unable to continue. And so he just he can't work anymore. It's not his fault. He's a hardworking man who's worked every day of his life in Harford County, um, and he became homeless after his savings gradually dwindled away. And today I'm driving from this. Interview over to his house, loading up his stuff, and putting him into our housing program. And we're very, very happy to help. Oh, that's
4: wonderful.
2: And it's just so, I'm just so proud to say that United Way is in the business of ending homelessness. We Mm -hmm. sign leases on apartments that we then, you know, gather funding for in order to end homelessness. And that's a very new thing for United Way. Mm -hmm. United Way in the past has been a funder and convener, uh, and increasingly we're a direct impact organization. I'm extremely proud of the impact that we're making in Harvard County.
4: Wow.
1: (laughs) That is mm-hmm. uh, just fantastic. Cecilia Helmstetter and uh, Scott Gottbrett um, from United Way. Uh, Homeless Project Connect next Tuesday, January 23rd. Go to PHC. I'm sorry. Go to uwcm.org slash PHC to volunteer, to learn to more. help out in other ways, mm-hmm. to learn more, etc. And in you know, I'm just reminded quickly of, you know, as Atticus Finch said, sometimes you have to walk around someone's skin uh, for a while uh, when he was talking to Scout about Boo Radley. And I was talking to uh, Luisa Callazo yesterday from Sark, another group that does amazing things. Mm-hmm. And I advise everyone to go to Sark's website and and you'll see if you're on the website and you're looking at resources, there is a big box in the upper right-hand corner mm-hmm. that says, leave this site immediately. And because if mm-hmm. someone, the abuser happens to be near or walking by, and the, the results of them seeing that mm-hmm. this victim is on the site could be catastrophic for them. Mm-hmm. Just put yourself in that chair for a minute and see, leave this site mm-hmm. immediately. Like there's a need to leave it immediately. Absolutely. So Um on that note, thank you to United Way and for everything that you do. And thank naturally you. we don't have time for a break. We do not but we do have time to hear What else is going on at the library? I'm sure nothing.
0: We've just been sitting back, (laughs) relaxing at the beginning of the year. Actually, we're working very hard on some wonderful upcoming programming. Um, The one thing I want to talk about first off is our upcoming Women's Summit. Um, It's happening on Tuesday, March 6th from 7.30 a.m. to noon at our Abingdon Library. Um, It's really just going to be a wonderful event. It's a Women's Summit, but we actually have had some men register. Mary um, told me I could register. You can register. You but you said register. I can't talk. <laughs> I'll agree with then Mary. You can't <laughs> <go>. <laughs> if you can't not talk, then you can't register, Bob. <laughs> um, Debbie Phelps is going to be our keynote welcoming speaker, and then we're going to have a, a uh, panel discussion with Jody Davis from the Kelly Group, Laura Henninger from Henninger and Henninger LLC, and the Honorable Susan Haslett to talk about. Um, Uh, just events and uh, situations that affect women in the workplace and personally. And then our closing keynote speaker is going to be Suzanne Fisher-Hootner from The Daily Record, which is a great partner with Hartford County Public Library and a lot of organizations here in Hartford County. So go to hcplonline.org backslash women's summit and um tickets are 45 dollars. breakfast is included it's going to be a wonderful day so we hope to see you there uh we open tickets up on monday and they are selling very quickly so if you'd like to come please do i'm there you all three of you um and then we just have some other wonderful events coming up i'm just going to go over a few of them um Going back to what we were talking about, the services that, that we can offer to parents who are working 80 hours a week. We have a teen after hours group in a lot of our branches. And um, on Friday, January 19th, from 4.30 to 8, we have um, an event happening at our haber grace library. And it's really just for teens. Um, parents can drop their kids off at the library or they can get to the library. We have movies. We play games. They surf the net. It's just a wonderful Um, opportunity for kids to get together and have something constructive to do. They can work on homework, they can work on craft projects, really whatever they're interested in. Um, And we do that in a lot of our branches. Um, Our uh, Jarrettsville Library is hosting an event on Sunday, January 21st from 2 to 3.30. It's for the family and it's creating art together. So we have all kinds of things um, that families can work on as a team and strengthen those bonds to create collaborative works of art that they can take home with them. Um, And then on um, Tuesday, January 23rd, Aberdeen Library from 3 to 5 we have another teen time and it's just another time for them to get together. We have teen librarians in each of our branches that are really in tune with um, issues that are affecting teens and what their interests are, and that's a wonderful service that Hartford County uh, Public Library offers. So um, check out these events and all of our other millions of events at hcplonline.org.
1: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And speaking about results and actually doing uh, a census of population mm-hmm. and and users uh i always i love i was at the bel air library the other day and there was little cards on the table let's say um don't put your stuff away uh-huh. and i figure oh that's nice but and it says we want to see what you're taking out and what you're using mm-hmm. and it's the you know procter right. and gamble yeah. could make could could, could <laughs> sure. learn from that yeah, yeah. um yep. So, hats off uh, to the whole team. Seems Absolutely. like there's a million of you. Thank At it. least that's where you <laughs> get done.
0: Um, yes, and you use the library a lot, Bob.
1: I do. As an adult, I mean. I do. They it. won't let me in a Schooner <laughs> Cove, though. <No.
0: laughs> yeah. I've heard you've been blackballed.
1: <laughs> but I, 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 I am going to go to that. That what is that thing? The laser thing where you dance on the oh, floor. The at our Bel Air, at
0: our Streamworks um, area, our children's area. Um, the whole children's area just won the Daily Records 2017 Innovator of the Year Award. Wow. Because it is an amazing place not just for kids, but for adults. We have story time, we have um, uh, activities that teach children how to code, and you know, they don't know they're coding, right. but it teaches them, and then we have, you know, processes that address every age so they can continue to develop those skills, and one of the our newest um, additions to that area. It's called a beam, and it is a it shines down from the ceiling, and it's an interactive, like a dance floor, but it actually picture the piano floor yes. in big yes, yes. But high tech yeah and cool. it, it directs children to like step on a certain number and they step on a number or there's soccer all around the world so they're learning about different cultures and different countries. It's just really fascinating. So Bob's going to go check it out.
1: Yeah. I have to go there anyway because I left my phone charger there. And <laughs> the great staff at uh, yeah. HCPL found it, and it's waiting for me in Lost and Found. <laughs> uh, and uh, you're listening to WAMD 970 Aberdeen.
0: Okay, guys, that's all the time we have for the Hartford Edge. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk with you next week. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. Thanks Thank you so, so much. much.